Dustin. I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. What's up, Maurice? How you doing? I am great. How are you doing? I am good. I'm good. What you? (laughs) What you been up to? (laughs) Oh, you know my ass still. (laughs) But this weekend, I had a little ski weekend up in the Poconos. So just had a little, a little intimate cabin and was just cooking and watching RuPaul's Drag Race and went skiing and was, you know, in the hot tub and the, you know, making it by the fire. It was really just a cute little weekend. Nice little, little getaway. By yourself? No. Oh. I'm not going to put other people's business <laughs> but it was, it was a select, it was a select few, you know, we, we, we hadn't filled out the COVID questionnaire and took temperatures, you know, it was just a, a, a intimate gathering. Mm-hmm. Friends, yes. They gonna they gonna <laughs> they gonna cancel you like that? Gay, what's his name? Daniel Newman. When he was like, all been tested. It's just a small group of friends on a private island. I don't know who this is. He was on, I think, The Walking Dead or something. But he's like this kind of semi cute um, gay. But he's um he was really big because he got COVID like when it. Like last April or May or something. Oh, he is kind of cute. He's a little redhead. Okay. Yeah, a little blondish ginger. Oh, blondish blonde. ginger. Yeah. And so he got into a whole bunch of trouble because he was all about, you know, get tested and, you know, know your know your status, which I went in on mm-hmm. a while ago. But, you know, make sure you socially distance and follow all the protocols or whatever. Right. And, but then he um, started posting these pictures. Or he posted, he put a post and it was like, you know, love yourself and you should have a diversity in your friend group and blah, blah, blah. And then immediately later, he posted a picture with like all these gym body gays Mm -hmm. and no one of color. And (laughs) and then they read him for filth because he was like in, um, I forget where he was, but he was like, it's a private island. We were all tested multiple times. We self-quarantined before we got here and blah, blah, blah. Right. And then everybody like, was like... Probably like black or brown people serving them and working <laughs> for them. Right. But then everybody was like, well, hold up, bitch, because you were just posting about diversity and how you should have people challenge yourself and have people who are, you know, don't look like you and from different backgrounds. And he was like, oh, well, all of the black and brown people didn't make the flight. And oh, he's like, yeah, <laughs> he was like, and I have black and brown friends. And it was like, oh, oh, girl. okay, girl. Well, I can assure you, our group was very diverse. Um, it was small. It was intimate, you know, and not that I'm saying, you know, I did share on the podcast a couple weeks ago that I did get the first vaccination, but I still have to get my second. And again, a vaccination is not a cure-all. Like, it's not right. like you can just be out here wilding. That's not the thing. But that's what you were doing. But I wasn't wilding. No, no. 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 Honestly, mm-hmm. that's the most people I have been around in over a year. Mm-hmm. And it was not that many. That. But it was different just households, very... different states. Well, you don't know their quarantine situation. It's true, it's true. But what I'm saying is, you know, don't have me on um gaze over COVID. <laughs> you you <laughs> follow that? Uh, yes. <laughs> Oh, I, I really love their account right now in the um the capital terrorist account. But yeah. yeah, but that was my weekend. It was fun. It was nice to you know 
go ski and you know just kind of have like some semblance of normalcy um just to be around people but also i'll say that you know like i not that i forgot how to interact or how to engage with people but i think that like just due to this year of you know quarantining socially being socially distant i think that it was just a weird vibe honestly kind of like you just to be around people again i think that some people you know it's just like you have to learn how to read a room again you have to learn how to engage and get all your social norms and cues back but other than that it was a really really you know it was a great great weekend it was exactly what the doctor ordered yeah you're gonna be needing a doctor in a few days once them symptoms start because girl no ma'am they got the rona up in the poconos i know they don't be masked up up there they don't honey it's trump country we played a game Mm -hmm. he's like let's count the trump flags on the drive Uh, and y'all drove up y'all didn't take a private jet no you know we don't got no private jet monkey <laughs> like kenya took to <laughs> did you watch you don't watch i, I don't watch Atlanta. housewives of atlanta i just I, I just don't have the mental capacity yeah to yeah do it, it was um, yeah it was it was okay she took a private jet from atlanta to um charleston i was like girl ma'am that's like a 45 minute flight at the most uh-huh. if that who's just she was on you know you can rent them right that's a waste of money girl she mm-hmm. got her little her little uh, land rover and just made the drive basically but how was your weekend how have you been i've been wonderful i stayed healthy and safe in the confines Good. of my house um Yes. yes, I mean, it's a spacious abode. I don't have multiple homes like some people, but <laughs> Stop. I got enough space there. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> no, we had, a, we had a cute weekend. We binged a couple shows. Um, Ooh, what? Lupin on Netflix. I did so that. you did see it? I saw, the, um, like, I saw it on like, the top, you know, trending or whatever. Oh, like, yeah. On the homepage. Yeah, usually if it's something's trending, I don't watch it because I, you know, I don't like mm-hmm. people like that. But um, so it has this French actor named Omar C, and he does a lot of um like French comedies. So if you watch um, there's he had like this movie with this kind of old guy. It was actually kind of cute, but he does a lot of stuff um like in France. Okay. So it's this um, I think eight parts i don't know how many eight or ten episodes but it's a based on um this character who was created by an author named maurice leblanc and mm-hmm. yeah it's about like this um kind of like thief he goes on these capers and like all this stuff it's really interesting to watch so um but you'll have is to that, get past the the dubbing the dubbing yeah can't do it no ma'am i would i honestly i would rather just read the subtitles i mean you can do that too that's an option okay that you can yeah so they could, i can watch in the french and read the subtitles right okay yeah. i'll try that yeah. yeah so omar he's like this tall um i believe his his parents are from senegal or somewhere in africa but he's like this tall chocolate man um and then <laughs> we wa- also watched the flight attendant on HBO Max. I heard about that guy. <laughs> Not that guy, that show. The show, yes. So you, <laughs> would, you would probably like it. So it's um, it has Kaylee Coco. I think it's how you pronounce her last name. She was on Whoa, the Big Bang. Yeah. yeah, she was on the Big Bang Theory. Um, 
And so she plays this flight attendant and she loves to get blackout drunk. So it reminded me of you instantly. Oh, stop. It's gotta be so shady. <laughs> no, it's a new year. Have an attitude. My God. Uh-huh. I mean, you do. Where is the lie in that? <laughs> Play with you. But um, yeah, so anyway, <laughs> she gets she loves to get blackout drunk. And like this series of crazy events happens to her, and it is a comedy slash drama. It also has Rosie Perez, who has not been in anything in a really long time. So I was really excited to see her. Okay. I'm going to watch it's, this. This looks cute. It's, it's a comedy. Yeah. It's, it's a, a comedy. 30 minute or an hour. Um, they're about 42 minutes. Okay. That's doable. Yeah. But it's cute. It's cute. And it has um one of the guys from Game of Thrones in there too. So. Oh. Yeah. Oh, is he like a, a black eye with a light eye? No, not him. Mm. There's only mm, like three black people in it. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's a cute story. It's a good story. Cute. Yeah. And then my um my homegirl Christine, shout out to Christine and her husband Frank. She um, put me on this show. Because remember, um, I think it was the last episode we were talking about Aldous Hodge. And so okay. she told me about this um, show that he was in called Leverage. And it's a little like kind of older show, but um, I think it had like four or five seasons. I can't remember, but he's in that. And so I started watching that and it's like this show about kind of, it's kind of like the, like think of it like the A-team that has all these people who have like these different set of skills or like Scandal. Um, mm-hmm. And they kind of all um, do these like little missions and it's cute. It's really oh, okay. Yeah, it's a little budget. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna start off. Old. I'm gonna start off with the flight attendant because you know I yeah. try to watch as many comedies as I can. You know, mm-hmm. we need to laugh these days. Mm-hmm. We do. Well, let's get into what you drink in. Let's tell me what you drink. <laughs> uh, um, is it getting you blackout drunk like the flight attendant? Nah, I don't. I don't. I know my limit. Okay. I learned that lesson in college. Does the Bartesian <laughs> know your limit, though? Does the Bartesian know your limit? Yes, because so the Bartesian, I love it, but I feel like the amount of the drink is a bit small. Like y'all a little stingy on the the portion sizes. Okay. Because or I'm like, maybe I've just been I'm used to just drinking that much more. Cause like well, when it's done, know, I'm like that's a gay it. bar. Not that you've been to a gay bar in a long time, but like I always had this theory that like gay bar drinks are bigger and stronger than like mm-hmm. Normal drinks. So I do think yeah. that gays have like a different expectation when consuming alcoholic beverages. <laughs> yeah, because when you go to Woody's, like they would, you would get like a twelve ounce glass, and it would be yes. full to the top. Uh, a water glass, <laughs> <laughs> right? Not that little like um, bathroom size cup. Not them little no. cups. It'd be a full like twelve ounce mm-hmm. glass. That's fine. Light on the ice and heavy on the vodka. Exactly. Yeah. But this week, in honor of the flight attendant, (laughs) my cocktail this week is from my Bartesian. It's called a paper plane. Oh, cute. Yeah. So in the paper plane, it's like a um, bourbon-based drink, which, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm getting into. It's like, a you know, all that brown liquor. But it has bourbon, Aperol, Amaro. 
and okay. lemon juice. So it gives you like kind of like a bitter, um, the bitterness of like the Aperol and the the tanginess of the lemon juice, mm-hmm. but also gives you like that kind of full bodied bourbon whiskey flavor too. Right, so right, right. It is really good. Okay, nice. What about you? Um, this week I'm having a pear from Elderflower Collins. So I just take like some pear nectar and some elderflower and some vodka and a little bit mm. of pear puree. And that's that. It's kind of like refreshing. I don't know why I like pear in wintertime. I just think it's a really like nice, subtle fruit. Um, it's, 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 it's giving me winter vibes. It's tasty. Okay. But like hopeful, it's giving me very like it's giving me very like early March, like spring is soon, but it's still winter. Not yet, because it was kind of like snowing today a little bit. It was a wintry mix. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's cold as fuck. Right. So let's hop into these categories because we have a lot to discuss this week. <laughs> you know, we have a lot of history to discuss. So let's just get right to it. All right. The inauguration of our 46th president, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., and our 49th vice president, Kamala Devi Harris. Did you watch? I did. So yeah. I had meetings like all day mm-hmm. on Wednesday, but like I had like the, um, I had it like playing on my laptop in the background, but right. then once it, um, was about to start my boss she was like cancel this meeting because i'm trying to watch the inauguration i was like girl me too i know that's right (laughs) (laughs) so i opened up that like hour and a half on my calendar nice yeah you watched it absolutely you know i did um i remember yeah yeah i was just i kind of like actually watched it um you know with my my grandparents and um that's right it was really nice because I think it's just like, I remember watching, not watching, but I remember the election night when Obama won and my grandfather was just so happy because I think he never thought he'd see that day. So it's kind of nice to just spend that time with them, you know, because as they're getting older and just watch these history making moments. Um, so it was just a really nice moment. We had like a little luncheon and just watched the inauguration. And I was really just happy. I was actually like more joyous than Obama's, because I actually went to Obama's inauguration. That was still the coldest day of my life. This was a really, really well, nice ceremony. Yeah, and this one was nicer. They did not have a crowd, you know, because of COVID restrictions and all, as well as the insurrection that had just happened. But I really right. liked how they did the flags that represented the 50 states and then the territories just right. all down the National Mall. And then I think they had one that was shaped like the United States. Yeah, it was beautiful because you I saw thought all that these was, flags in the yeah, wind. In the wind. Yeah. It was it was, you know, colorful. It gave you like something different. And I think I appreciated the difference. Yeah. Cause it filled the space visually with the eye. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? And also, you know, the night before they had like a little um dedication or memorial to all the Americans who lost their lives due to COVID and they had like mm-hmm. the lights at the reflecting pool of the yeah. memorial. Yeah. It was just some really lights classy mm-hmm. function like mm-hmm. it was just very classy it's nice to have like that, that. feeling of tradition mm-hmm. and and sacredness and import 
to these uh, government events, it feels less like a circus every day. And that is very reassuring. And, and personally, for me, it's, it's relief. You know, it's yeah. A collective yeah. Like it did feel really good waking up. Not, I mean, Wednesday morning, yes, but then also like Thursday morning, just having that sense of relief. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't have to wake up and, you know, the first thing I'm going to see is some ridiculous headline right. or some asinine tweet or something just crazy and dumb happened. I think that right. was the collective like relief that everyone was just feeling like, whew. And there's, and there's no way to, yeah, there's no way to like quantify or measure what that thing has done to our country on an emotional scale. You know, like we can, we can, we can look at it economically. We can look at it in terms of lives lost. We can look at it in terms of policy. But I mm-hmm. think in terms of like the mental health that all of us as Americans are now having by not having that anxiety of, oh my God, what am I going to see? What's mm-hmm. that, that, that person going to say? Mm-hmm. Like not having that. It's it's immeasurable, but I'm I'm, I'm I think it's, it'll be fascinating to discuss as history, um, you know, unfolds itself. Yeah. But the inauguration was absolutely beautiful. Let's hop into the very my most important topic, the thing that was done at the inauguration: the fashion. The fashions. The fashion. The All right. Fashion. So, who was your top um, fashion? Are we starting at the top? Okay. okay. Oh, oh. Top. I mean, I, I, go ahead. You want to do start at the top or start at the honorable mentions? Um, hmm. let's start off slow and then build it up. Okay, build. Okay. So honorable mention, I will give um to I'm gonna give two. So Ella Imhoff, who is Kamala's stepdaughter, she had an old nasty um mew mew plaid mm-hmm. um like trench coat. It had the beads down like the shoulders it was giving me a look and she was snatched down at that waist too Mm -hmm. i don't care for the collar that on that though that's why i won't give her an honorable Um, i didn't mind it i didn't mind the collar Mm -hmm. because i think she's a what a fashion student at parsons i believe is what i read but so it was giving me like a little bit of interest in the in the um yeah in the look so Mm -hmm. yeah Okay. Give me something. It was doing, give me something. And then my second honorable right. mention, I'm gonna give to um I'm gonna give Dr. Biden an honorable mm-hmm. mention because she okay. was giving me old nasty like ocean blue like sparkle beaded um, mm-hmm. like tweed moments. So it was cute, and she had the matching um mask, which I appreciated. Yes, I appreciate the masks as well. <laughs> um, my honorable mention will go to um, Amanda Gorman, who I talked about on last week's podcast, who was you the did. poet laureate, uh, who gave the poem, who uh, I just thought was phenomenal. We can talk about more of that later. But in terms yeah. of her look, mm-hmm. um, the theme was very much bright colors on black mm-hmm. skin. Yes, very much jewel tones. It was very jewel tones there Yes, and she came out here. She had this beautiful chocolate skin. She had this yellow coat. Now the reason she only gets an honorable mention is because the coat was a little ill-fitting. The sleeves like were like rolled up. Honey, this is inauguration. You need to get a tailor on them sleeves. Yeah, but I love the 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 canary yellow, and then it matched beautifully with this like orange. Was it a headband? Was it a hat? Who knows? But I loved it. Yeah, it was giving me Big Bird um, a little bit. <laughs> I Especially because she... 
She had the hair back. I was like, girl, girl. <laughs> no, ma'am. It was just different because I felt like it was a nod to like a hat, but it wasn't mm-hmm. a hat. It, it was like, a, a um, I think they call it a kakosnik. It's like oh, Russian, Russian inspired. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, let's keep Russia out the inauguration, y'all. We don't I need mean, no more of that. Yeah. So that was my honorable mention. Now let's get to, mm-hmm. give me your top two. So give me your number two. Number two, I'm going to give to Kamala because she came out in the old nasty, regal, purple look. It was giving me mm-hmm. everything she had on. Um, Very crown oil bag. <laughs> <laughs> it was. But she did not give us that ill-fitting pantsuit. She no, gave us a little nasty dress moment, a, a heel, a proper heel. A, a proper heel. Yeah. But she was also serving a Meghan Markle ankle. I never realized that she Did had she? a weak ankle. It oh, was, yeah. it was, the ankle was giving me very much Meghan Markle. Um, but okay. you know, she can't do nothing about that. But I love yeah. the look. It was it was presidential. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it was the vice presidential. You know, it wasn't too flashy. It was just appropriate. But I, I love the color. It was a, mm-hmm. a nice balance of feminine, but still, I run shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I read somewhere that all the women wore pearls in some way, shape, or variation that day, which I thought was kind of a nice little nod. Um, My number two look goes to, actually, it's three individuals. But, oh. uh, listen. Because you have to look at them all together, but Biden's granddaughters, girl, oh, yes. young girl, and the and the, the, they all serve these monochromatic looks. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was giving me life. So all yeah. three of them have to be viewed as a group. Because I think if I saw them all individually, I'd be like, wow. Mm-hmm. But when they came walking down those steps mm-hmm. all together, yeah. it served the look. The one she was in this Pepto pink bismol, like Pepto bismol pink, like jacket with the scarf, mm-hmm. with the matching boots with the matching mm-hmm. mask. And the other girl was serving this nasty camel with the long camel trench pants. And the other girl was giving you like a white cape with white pants and the white. It was just so hot that they, you know, it seems like all the women stuck to this monochromatic theme as well. You know, category is monochromatic. <laughs> inauguration. But just the way it looked like white camel and then this bright Pepto-Bismol pink. It was just it, visually it was stunning to me. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. Yes. Okay, so who was your winner? <laughs> Obviously. I think we share the same winner. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, Michelle Lavon Robinson Obama came the fuck through. <laughs> In that old nest. Oh my God. She shut it down. Like, Wait, shut she- Walking, she's like, bitch, I know I look good. You know that song by like Saucy Santana? It's like, let me see you walk. 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 <laughs> when they opened them doors up and she came through, I was like, now see, Michelle, <laughs> Michelle, girl, you ain't had to do it like that. You did not have to slay us like that. You know, and there was levels to this look. Might I like get into them? Because if you remember, the day she left office and attended that thing's inauguration. Yeah, mm-hmm. She was wearing like this like drab um, <laughs> burgundy dress with like a, a, a burgundy house coat and a slipper. <laughs> she had her hair in like a, a, a you know, a down the middle part yeah. with, a, with, a, with a bun. She put in no effort. None. She's like, girl, then, I don't even want to be here. Just right. do what you got to do. You know, and Melania was looking beautiful in that, that blue back then with that Tiffany wow. box. But anyway, 
you know, it was just, I saw a meme that was perfect. It's like how it started <laughs> with the, you know, drab burgundy look. 2017 look, like, yeah. yeah. And it was like how it's going with this, like, it was richer in color. It was almost like a wine, like a... The official color is called Wineberry. Wineberry yes. Plum. It was a wineberry, and just the pants fit right. The belt, the turtleneck, the coat, and the mm-hmm. blowout. The blowout. Oh, yeah, yeah. That hair was laid. <sighs> laid. That hair was you know, laid. You know, there was so many tracks up in there, but the leave-out game was unmatched. I mean, her leave-out was just perfection. Well, the, um, the lady who did her hair... She did like a almost like a tutorial of like how she did it. So she mm-hmm. had this woman come in. Her name is Yane Damtu. Um mm-hmm. and so she showed how she basically recreated um the Michelle Obama look on on this um woman who who you know she had come in. And right. it looked like it took a long time to do. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. They and... were working on that hair for at least 72 hours before. <laughs> She she went to bed with curlers on. Well, you gotta because you gotta like braid it up. Then she put like that cap on it. Then she like stitched the cap. Then she like cut it. Then she did this and sewed in like all the tracks. Then she had it like barrel curlers. I think it's called barrel. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then she did like all this other stuff. Pinned it up. Let it. And I was like, that was a lot of work, but it paid off. It paid off off the hair was laid the outfit was together but michelle because it was like it was like three different colors though so like the turtleneck was like a lighter one and then the pants were like a the high-waisted pants were like darker she had on like that belt with the o Mm -hmm. buckle (laughs) which i was like yes Level, C level. Yeah. And wasn't it, this was a design by a South Carolina designer, um, Sergio Hudson. Mm-hmm. A black designer, so, yeah. Yes. It was just... And, yeah, and then the coat. But this is how you don't get invited to other nothing else, Michelle. Like, yeah. girl, it was, it, was, <laughs> it was not your day. I mean, even... I mean, there was just... The look was not a miss. I mean, the, 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 the sweater just looked like the most expensive cashmere. The coat just looked like the most expensive wool. The hair looked just like the most expensive hair. It just looked wealthy. The only little, little, little bit of criticism that I have, if I might... But again, she still was the winner. Is if she just would have had that wineberry mask. I, yeah. I was living for the monochromatic matching mm-hmm. mask looks, you know? Mm-hmm. Nobody matches a mask like Nancy Pelosi. If she just would have had... A nice wine berry mask. It would have really like served the look for me. But, yeah. So the so. stylists who um, who styled her said that they had everything to match, or like in that same color family. So they had mm-hmm. the even the shoes and the gloves and the mask were right. supposed to all like match and coordinate. But at the mm-hmm. last minute, she said um, the stylist was like, "No, nah, let me. You know, we're gonna do something different for." The gloves, the mask, yeah. Because she didn't want to see too much, yeah. Right. I get that. Yeah, but it was not your day, Michelle. Like, you won the day. You clearly won it, but it was not your day, girl. Mm. Like, Mm -mm -mm. Do do, do we have any fashion fails? uh, (laughs) Yes. Well, one. Okay. But we'll, uh, we'll talk about that later. 
All right, let's talk about that later. Yeah. Let's, let's get on to the, the, um, the performances. Well. <laughs> performances in air quotes. Um, uh, Lady Gaga came out first. Well, no, no, actually, let's rewind. Let's rewind. To me, the my second favorite performance of the day was that sergeant who came out, the black woman, and did the oh, Pledge of Allegiance the, while, yeah. while doing sign language. Mm-hmm. I was impressed. I was like, wow. I mean, I clapped for that one. That was, that was impressive. It was good. It was inclusive. I lived. Um, that was one of my favorite performances. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah. that was expecting us with Lady Gaga was She came out. Um, it was also Lady Gaga. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she came out down in the stairs on that, uh, the Marines arm. I just busted out laughing. This was, yeah, and this was my fashion fail. Okay. Because <laughs> As soon as she she came out that door, I was like, "Girl, this is not the Hunger Games." <laughs> With that bird, is it dead? Right. I didn't get the sound of music. Hair it was getting very Austria. Yeah. yeah. Or two. Um, <laughs> I didn't get that that brooch. The brooch mm-hmm. is ridiculous, and I, I wasn't mad at the. The concept of the dress, I just think the skirt was too voluminous. I actually did quite like the top, the, the coat top. Yeah. Um, but I just thought the skirt was way too voluminous. It swallowed her up. She couldn't even walk. She could barely even get, she couldn't get back up the stairs because I think she was supposed to exit because every all the other performers, they just went back up the stairs and went inside. But like, she was like, oh, I can't make it. And she went like to the right. Mm-hmm. I was like, girl, okay. Yeah, but for me, the, the miss was inter- the makeup and the hair styling and, and the accessories. And the perf- it was the performance for me because I was like, no. she was too extra. Like, it did not require all of that. Okay, I, I agree with you. Cause when she was like snatching time- up the cord and like twirling, like she was about to twirl it around. A dream girl twirl? Yeah. You are not Dina Jones. For me, when I first watched it, I was like, nope, 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 because she was hitting some notes. She kind of changed, like, mm-hmm. the core progression. And to me, this is the inauguration. It's not a football game, right? Like, there's a difference. You can take certain artistic liberties with the national anthem at the baseball game. Right. At the Super Bowl, even. But this is the inauguration of a president. And to me, he has a level of formality and tradition and mm-hmm. some originalism that I would appreciate. But I can also get that, like, I love that Lady Gaga looked so excited. You could see that she was geeked and she was so happy to be there and it was like a pinch me moment for her. And I also think that, you know, these moments do live in history and I think that she wanted to put her own little flavor on it. And when I went back and watched it a second time, I thought that it was very like Eliza Minnelli. It was very theater kid. It was very, um, it was actually a good vocal performance, and it and it and it wasn't too untraditional, but it still had some stuff in there, and I appreciated that. So on no. second watch, I wasn't as mad as I was initially. That was the flavor that made my stomach hurt because <laughs> I did not appreciate it. Like I get, you know, you want to add your little something to it, but nah, girl, get up there, sing that song, and get the fuck off the stage because it's not about you today. Right, and in Everything about that was like, for me, it was her trying to get the most attention that mm-hmm. she possibly could. Like, if it was just the hair or just the brooch or just 
the um the skirt on the dress right. okay you know but it was when you add all of it up it's like girl come on but you know she's extra and you know she was going to do what she needed to do she's going to stay on brand <laughs> and she did she did but well, girl. I, remember, I thought um another performance is j-lo um <laughs> I was confused because I didn't know what she was going to perform. Um, you know, this is definitely not the occasion to perform Waiting for Tonight. Um, but she came out. She looked nice. She looked beautiful in Chanel. Uh, it was a lot of label, though. I was like, girl. It was a lot of label and a lot of French label. And that's okay, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, that pre-recorded vocal was the best she ever sound to <laughs> me. She sounded, I was shocked and appalled. I was like, wow, she sounds really good. Um, I didn't realize that all the we'll talk about the memes later. <laughs> but um I didn't know Ashanti liked Sunfa. <laughs> but um she sounded good. It was like a remix of like this land is your land in America the Beautiful, right? And let's get loud. Oh, and let's get loud. <laughs> yeah, she did let's get loud. It, it was a mashup, you know, it was yeah. a J-Lo mashup. It was a melody of songs. <laughs> Not a medley of songs. Right, melody. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the, there is only one version of America the Beautiful that I recognize. Mm-hmm. And that was from 1990, Mariah Carey at the All-Star Game in Madison Square Garden. And she killed it. So Right. But it was cute. You know, I still, I would have appreciated a subtitle when she did that little Spanish part. But, you know, it was still nice. But as soon as she well, started the Spanish part, I was like, man, those Trump people are rolling over. They're pissed. They're crying. <laughs> I'm mad. She might as well have been up there saying, Viva la Mexico or something. But, but um, then their boy, um, Garth Brooks, came out. So Garth, uh, Garth Brooks did good. I actually liked his performance. I wasn't Garth? mad at it. Garth Brooks said, honey, give me acapella. I just want to <laughs> sing for your <laughs> Garth Brooks been at the Olive Garden eating the breadsticks. Mm. Them carbs had hit him real hard. But he looked good, and I think he he also appealed to a certain demographic, if you will. Right. Yeah. It was to me all the choices were very intentional, mm-hmm. um, very purposeful, and a lot of thought went into them. But for me, the person who stole the show in terms of the performance was Amanda Gorman. That's a twenty-two-year-old poet laureate. I thought her poem was beautiful i had to go back and watch it a few times the words were just simple but powerful and to um, me it's like we came from an administration where the last the former president couldn't even string together a cohesive sentence for her to put that poem together still using simple words but in a uh, way that was really just beautiful and simplistic i was very very moved i was tearful i was proud of her and i also know that like she had a speech impediment growing up and it's really i thought that was a really thoughtful choice because i know that joe biden also mm-hmm. had a speech impediment so to me it was just like levels on levels of thought and i really did enjoy her performance. she was the standout for me okay i'm gonna just say it okay i didn't like it okay and i not so much i mean the content of the um piece was mm-hmm. great however the performance of the piece to me needed some work because um she was doing a bit too much with 
the like hand motions and the fingertips. And I was like, well, we just had the sign language girl on already. <laughs> like, girl, what are you doing? Because you are distracting me a lot. And then she was doing like the side eye and she was trying to like make these faces. And then when her nose started running, I was, done. <laughs> I was ah. done. She should have wrapped it up. Like, girl, you ain't do no practice. Like, it was cold. Like, it started off, it was snowing for a bit. Then the sun I'm finally sure came she out. practiced. But I thought she did phenomenally on the world's largest stage. She shared a stage uh, like, like Maya Angelou. And again, she doesn't have the gravitas of a Maya Angelou. No. She don't. No, she doesn't. But I thought it was a very good performance. And I was very proud of her. I mean, uh, it to me was not the best performance. Cause like when, and again, once her nose started running, like she started trying to wipe it on the slide and then she kept like making the faces. I think she was trying to like get it back, the snot back into her nose. Mm -hmm. And then she was like trying to hunch down underneath the microphone so you couldn't see it and then because i guess she was aware of the cameras but then oh uh, uh, um like whoever <laughs> that guy who was wiping down the podium oh, after yeah. everybody like girl he had to do extra after her because <laughs> you know it was dripping down on that podium you know it was uh, nasty. and it was well. nasty and i was like girl you got no kleenex in that pocket mm -mm. Yeah. so it sounds like you enjoyed j-lo the best <laughs> no I mean that's not saying much but I mean she gave us a little something but Amanda I mean she just got a IMG modeling contract which oh did she yeah and I was like girl like this is what you're trying to do with your life I don't know she, her, both her books sold out on Amazon and they're not released till September 2021 and um <laughs> You know, she said she's going to run for president in 2036. You know, she can do, she can do uh, all things. I don't know. I just think that being whatever, youngest poet, whatever the accolade is, and then to immediately offer her a modeling contract, stand here, and while we take these pictures of you, is a bit off-brand, I think. Well, there's, well, there's different. But you know, a check she's is not going to be like, you know. Check. She's not going to be supermodel, fashion model. She's going to be, there's different categories of models. You have fitness models, they have personality, they have spokespeople's models. She's going to be like the book model mm -hmm. girl. She's a pretty, she's a beautiful a young woman. A book model. I mean, she's she's cute. She's, she's going to get in Her mom is like amazing. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if a modeling contract is like your immediate first move. Like, girl, get you a podcast deal with Spotify throwing out money, iHeartRadio throwing out money. A modeling contract, it's a bit off brand. You know, or she, she probably grew up watching America's Next Top Model like the rest of us. And that, and that goal has always been with her. And she, the opportunity came and she yeah. took it, you know, and she didn't have to fight 30 bitches down on, in front of Tyra Banks to get, to get it done. Go on, Dancing with the Stars, you know, they hiring for the next season. I'm sure, what's her name? Claire from the Bachelor Copia. Oh, I'm but, Girl, that's not a good look for you. But. Well, do you want to talk about probably the most indelible parts of the inauguration that will live on forever on the internet? Yes, the and that is the meme. <laughs> what was your favorite one? Um, my favorite one is the most popular one. 
you know exactly which one that is. <laughs> the versatility of it. Bernard. <laughs> yes. So I was sitting there watching the thing, right? And, it, you know, I had the, I had the sound off because I'm in my meetings. But when they panned to him just sitting there with his legs and his arms crossed with his mask on, those mittens, I was like, oh, this is going to be a meme. And mm-hmm. no sooner did I say that, that he was all across Twitter already. Right. The inauguration hadn't even ended yet. No, I'm still going. It was literally like less than five minutes after he was on the screen. They had already started. Yeah, he was just, his outfit was giving like, you know, I'm just shopping at Walmart with this coat, you know, um, these the mittens my grandmother made me. It was just, it was not an inaugural outfit. It wasn't a very presidential or I ran for president outfit. It wasn't even like a, no shade, it wasn't even a I'm a senator outfit. No, it was, this is on my to-do list, but this is not my whole day. I got right. stuff to do after this. I got to go. He had like that it's envelope holder. Right. It's a little envelope. <laughs> He's like, Jane told me I got to drop this off at the post office. That right. line going to be crazy. I'm not trying to right. be out here all day. Those, the memes are just funny. They're, they're endless. They're boundless. Um, I'm sure you've seen hundreds by now. Yes, they are hilarious. They also have a website where if you put in any random address, then there'll be a picture. It's from like Google Earth and it'll be a picture like in front of your house, in front of, you know, Walmart, in front of anything. You just put in okay. the address and it has Bernard sitting in front of it in that chair. And he didn't even have the good chair. It was just like one of those <laughs> folding chairs. Wow. Yeah, it was not. He was just all on. Yeah. It was a mess. Big mess. Yeah. All right. Well, what's next on the uh, the categories for the day? Oh, that's pretty much it. Oh, we did kind of talk about the, or I just mentioned in passing, um, Claire Crawley, who was on the most recent season of The Bachelorette. Um, but she only filmed for like two weeks because she said she met her husband. <laughs> in the house one of the contestants Dale Moss who is a former football player I believe mm-hmm. um, yeah so she withdrew from the show he left the show they got engaged after what like two weeks of filming um, and over the weekend they broke up he put out a statement on his Instagram stories, which is, I guess, the new way to do it. Yes. Um, <laughs> saying that. Official press release. <laughs> saying that um, it was a mutual decision and that, you know, things just happened in the relationship. They grew, grew apart or whatever. I was like, I didn't even know y'all was together to be growing apart, but okay. Um, and then uh, a few days later, she posted saying that the mutual statement in quotation marks was her first time hearing of them breaking up. Oh, wow. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. Damn. You should play her. Well. I mean, I that for a come up. Yeah. It seems that way. I don't know. Personally, 
I, I didn't even know that he was on the show. Well, I guess I wouldn't have known because he was only filming for two weeks. But I just followed him because he was in the rotation of InstaThoughts well, that I follow. And mm-hmm. I, always thought, I always thought he was family. Um, but apparently uh, not. Uh, uh, well, to be... <laughs> <laughs> Um, I do not believe, well, I'm not going to say that. Um, yeah, I would question him being on the show. Cause when I, when I heard about, um, there was like the whole controversy of that they had to, um, there was like this shakeup in the bachelorette nation. I didn't know, even know he was on the show. Right. And I knew that, um, Claire was the bachelorette, but then shortly into filming they were going to replace her with thai asia the black girl and but we didn't know like any of the details and then once the footage started coming out i was like oh that's dale moss right that's what she left for that ain't gonna last because it is i wouldn't say known but it is understood that it's understood. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it gives those vibes. It gives those yeah. vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? I mean, honestly, and I know that they have the new Black Bachelor that's on too. And maybe female, maybe female up in me, McCollum. I'm trying to have a little baby getting there, but um, he gives me family too. Just by just 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 a casual peruse of his Instagram yeah. with the roommate. Like, yeah, and they just be everywhere doing everything. But maybe that shit. I mean, I'm like, girl, you might as well throw me up on the bachelor, okay? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's at this point, as it is. <laughs> wait, what'd you say? That's good because that's a, as convincing as it is. Yeah, I mean, I think <sighs> I don't know what the like it. It just didn't make any sense for him to be on that show, number one. And then it just seemed like a whole stunt. Yeah. I mean, I mean after two weeks, you hardly know someone. Right. Right. Mm-mm. But she was like, look, the Rona is popping. I need me a bay to ride it out. I mean, a lot of people are doing it. Right. So she cho- <laughs> she chose him. You know, it was a. Com- I think it was a. I don't know. It was a come up for him, I guess, or to get him more attention because his follower account blew up. Sure. Um, after that, because then, because then it's like, oh shit, like what he got, like what he got going on. He you know, like, the whole show. Yeah, he got her sprung like that after two weeks. Like yeah. she looked dumb. She could have been sucking all them dicks down, yeah, the fantasy, down in the fantasy Ooh. suite. You know, it'd be going down in there, but. She'll be, on, she'll be on Dancing with the Stars next season. I'm sure. She surely will. Maybe they'll give her like a 2.0, like a like another another round of being the Bachelorette so they can get to that. Another bag. one? This was her like second round, I think. Oh, was it? Oh, God damn. Yeah. Bro. She just has poor life choices. Just mm-hmm. no, honey, you have to know when you're getting gooped. <laughs> if you don't know, but now you was, know. She was the oldest Bachelorette. They were saying that she was just very thirsty and just she was trying to get it done. There was some talk about her 
um, freezing her eggs and like her, mm. you know, preparing for the future. Cause she's, I mean, she's not even that old. She's 39. Oh, girl. So yeah, but it's like, she was that pressed. I mean, girl, a lot of, a lot of women end up with a gay man, you know, cause. But... No, have you an arrangement? <laughs> the best thing. It makes it work. Mm-hmm. All right, child. I think that about wraps up the categories for this week. Do you want to go on to I said what I said? Yes. All right, let's hop into that. All right, good. So my I said what I said for this week is going to be a bit controversial, and I am not trying to diminish or take away from anyone's accomplishments. However, I, um, and a lot of people, especially the gays, love gymnastics. Live for gymnastics. Yeah. <laughs> I used to take gymnastics when I was a kid. I used to take gymnastics. I thought you said gymnastics. No, no, no. I used to take, I was, it was very short-lived. It was, um, this was back when we lived in Nebraska. And mm-hmm. so my older brother was in the karate class and my mom thought I was too young for karate. That was, you know, a little too violent for me. But the mm-hmm. gymnastics, the gymnastics studio was right next door. So she was like, okay, well, since I'm taking him to karate, I might as well drop you off down at gymnastics too. And so, because, <laughs> um, you know, it was in the same like strip mall. And then I was in there for, I don't even know how long. I was that young. Like I can't, I bar- vaguely remember it, but. What I do remember was I was the only black kid in the class, but I was good. Like, I was pretty good. But I guess the kids felt threatened (laughs) by that. Mm -hmm. Because here you got this black kid. And we were in Nebraska at this point, Mm -hmm. in Omaha. So only black kid in the Janessa class. I'm, like, new to the class. I'm, like, killing it, showing these boys up. But we were sitting on, like, the pommel horse. Um one one um like at the end of the class and these kids like pushed me off the pommel horse and like started beating me up (laughs) so once i told my mom she like took me out of the class and she was like i thought karate was gonna be too violent for you but it (laughs) turned out gymnastics was but anyway um over the weekend there's this girl named naya dennis she does gymnastics for ucla um collegiate team and she gained some popularity last year because she was um she did a routine to the beyonce like homecoming um concert so she did mm-hmm. like songs from from that on the floor routine and so they must have had a gymnastics meet over the weekend because you know she was um in the news again for doing this routine and you know she's the people are going crazy for the routine i personally didn't think it was all that. Yeah, I watched it too. And I was like, mm, it's a little like, okay, so there's some dance moves in this, but like the technical scores are just not what they need to be. Right. And um, she did a total of only three tumbling passes. And I was like, mm-hmm. girl, that's it. Like, right. And it wasn't even like, the, they didn't even look that difficult to me. Like, the songs were cute, but I've seen. You always had that kid in your school, like elementary school, who cuts flips is what we call it. Okay. There's always one who can do like way yeah. better than he did. I need to be doing flips like that in the living room. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
<laughs> she did the TikTok dance in between too. So they'll oh, see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it just to me was not all that. Like there was um another UCLA, and I guess it's a UCLA thing because they be getting going viral on this all the time. So there's other one called um her name is Caitlin Ohashi, and she mm-hmm. did a um gymnastics thing like one of the previous meets, but hers was like good, like good, good. So if you and then if you look at them like Naya's just wasn't, it wasn't as difficult. The content wasn't even that great. She spent most of the time just walking around the floor um, exercise area, just like twerking and like mm-hmm. doing a bunch of craziness. I was like, girl, that's not that good. Is that my house? Yes, child. It's really good. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, not quite. That's a fire truck. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, it just wasn't that good to me. I know, you know, I'm not trying to take away from her, but it just wasn't technically that amazing for y'all to be going crazy like that. Yeah. Um, she won't be at I nobody's Olympics. Because, I mean, the skill level is very set on dials at five. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just... Girl, I guess. I mean, you won't be at nobody's Olympics. I mean, I hear Japan is going to cancel the Olympics totally. Oh, oh God. Yeah, because, you know, it's supposed to be this summer. They pushed it back. But, girl, I guess. I hope you um, you got all your credits. You can graduate because <laughs> you could be doing nothing after this. But wow. that's it. Okay. My, I said what I said, goes to something that has kind of gotten people through in the beginning of COVID, and it was a great concept to start, but I was kind of off the concept of this event that takes place online, um, because the artists don't sing, and that's versus. And if you guys don't know, back in 2020, um, Ashanti and Keisha Cole were supposed to do versus, <laughs> but Ashanti had the COVID, so they had to delay it, and then had to delay it again. This past weekend, they finally had it. Um, I just stopped going to these things. I was kind of excited to watch Ashanti and Keisha Cole's, but when Keisha Cole came on like an hour and a half late, she was, she was getting her outfit together. Man, you got all day. Why are well, they late? I don't get why. I don't get why they're late. It's like you got a DJ playing music, but you're just looking at a chair and you're looking at some Cool Ranch Doritos and like some vitamin water. It's just like no type of show to it. And then they get on and they just sit there and like talk over one another. Be the whole time got people brushing their hair, fixing their breath. It's like, do you really need someone to like brush your hair as you just sit and listen to your music? The entire concept is just terrible. It's foul. I think it's yeah. stupid. I can't believe that people take time out of their day to just fucking watch that dumb, stupid shit. And it's not entertaining. It's dumb. And now they're doing it with fucking football players. Are we just going to sit here and watch their playbacks? Well, like it's just uh, it's silly to me. I think the whole concept is dumb. I think they just need to like get rid of versus. It's just idiotic. Well, I thought the whole concept of it was they were supposed to be like contemporaries. Like the only one, well, the only two I watched was Brandy and Monica, which had the highest ratings of any of these verses. And then I watched the um, Patty Labelle and um, Gladys Knight mm-hmm. one. But, you know, both those groups of artists, so Brandy and Monica, contemporaries, they're hot at the same time. They had different audiences. Right. 
um, Gladys and Patty hot at the same time, had different audiences. And so I thought the concept- yeah, Even Jill Scott and um, Erica Badu. Well, Erica, yeah, I forgot about that one. I ain't watched that one because they, them lights was like messing my eyes up. But, <laughs> um, yeah, so I thought like that was supposed to be more of the concept. But Ashanti was hot in like the early 2000s. Right. Singing hooks, like the, she was back in the 99s and the 2000s, singing all the Nelly hooks. And then um, Keisha Cole was hot, like after Love and Hip Hop. That was like the 2010s. Right. So it, they didn't exist in the That's same space at the same time. Yeah. Right. So they have nothing to verse against. Totally agree. Yeah. I was just, I was just not here for the concept. And um, yeah, I think they just need to cancel the whole thing. I mean, I think they need to morph it into something else or... Right. Like if they were performing, that would really just make it yeah. that much better. Yeah. You know, so sit there and watch them like in outfits where their breasts are just spilling out and then like promoting Doritos and Ciroc and vitamin. It's like a big commercial and things. And it, the entire time, it's just artists reapplying makeup, fixing their hair. Man, you're not even moving. You're just sitting there. Now, it's Patty got up and danced. It's so. a little pretentious. Yeah, she did. She did. It was she good. Kicked them shoes off. I thought she was going to throw her hip out. But I think they either need to scrap and revamp versus as is, or just, you know, leave it alone. And I said what I said. Okay. All right, y'all. It's time for tens, tens, tens across the board. Who is your tens this week? Not Nia Dennis, because, girl, you only got a 9.5, which that was too high. <laughs> Um, but my tens this week is going to White House Press Secretary Jen Saki. I learned how to pronounce her name. Pasaki. Yeah, um, <laughs> but um, she's a White House Press Secretary. She is um replacing Kaylee McEnany, who girl, she was a hot ass mess. But you know she started you know on inauguration day with her first white house press briefing and it was a breath of fresh air like there's nothing like getting the truth mm -hmm. from people getting honest answers competent you know, full sentences okay <laughs> having all of that and transparency yes you know I, and you know how i mean we've all seen scandal <laughs> things like that and you know they can't tell us everything but the sure. way she answered the questions the respect she had for the journalists um, it was much different than like even sean spicer who came in and was like cussing them out on his first day right or like ted, ted cruz's or no huckabee's daughter oh girl she running for governor I heard. Mm -hmm. she gonna run on the treadmill oh. but um, <laughs> her face is just Unfortunate. Well, yeah, that that was. <laughs> back to Jen. Yeah, but Jen came out in that nasty red bob. She wears, you know, her little monochromatic um, outfits too, and mm -hmm. she just gives you, you just, it's another thing that's restoring confidence in the office and the White House because it just you get complete sentences, honest answers, you know. If she doesn't know, she says, I'll, I'll get back to you. Yeah. She says, <laughs> I haven't been briefed on that, but I'm going to get an answer for you. And, you know, we're going to come back tomorrow and do this all again. Yeah, you know, because like even, even the um, 
before like you would get a one of them didn't even have it for like months at a time i forget what her name was but mm-hmm. she had like never had a press conference and then yeah. um kaylee came in but then you know just we're gonna do this on a regular basis i'm gonna meet you with truth facts honesty all backed up by science you know and if i don't have the answer i'm gonna get it for you and then she answers everyone's questions there was one um like foreign correspondent he was like you didn't answer my question i've been waiting here the whole time she's like oh my god i'm so sorry and she let mm-hmm. him ask two questions and she answered them it was like oh like wow like this right. is amazing and then she has you know the the twitter account and the social media accounts and it's just good to be able to follow at potus again to be able to follow at right. again and i just... follow at second gentleman <laughs> oh, Doug. Yes. Doug. Um, but yeah it was just a breath it's of refreshing it's so great i watched i watched all her press conferences this far i watched the one today as well and it's just i think they announced that uh, they're going to have different modalities for accepting questions, like American citizens can submit questions via YouTube. Um, you know, she did highlight her Twitter, and they also are going to be having a sign, an American Sign Language interpreter at all the press conferences mm-hmm. as well. So it's just nice to feel like inclusivity content. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a great, great tens. Yeah. My tens this year, oh, sorry, <laughs> goes to 17-year-old dancer, celebrity, and YouTuber Jojo Siwa, who came out over the weekend as a lesbian. Now, you might be asking, why do I know who Jojo Siwa is? But I do have some young children in my life who are fans of the Jojo Siwa, and I always thought she was a grown-ass woman, but allegedly she's 17. Oh, man. (laughs) She's like 28. She'd be out here selling these concerts to these young children and putting all that makeup on her face and them big ass bows in her hair. She ain't got so, no edges though. No edges, honey. Snatching that hair back and that high ponytail has done it for her. But she's made a lovely coin. And she's like, you know what? I'm tired of playing with these hoes. I'm just trying to, you know, be out here, smoke my weed, you know, have, with my girlfriend. And I'm trying to do what I do. She don't need the she's to the level of not needing the coin no more. And she came out like, yeah, I'm a lesbian. And what? And there was some backlash, and she just was handling it like, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. People are like, yeah. oh, I'm not letting my daughter watch anymore. She's like, okay, don't. I already got y'all coin. Like, she's so unbothered. I love that energy. Love that energy for her. But I think it's also good because there's a lot of, I'm sure, young kids who are watching her who, you know, they can have a different realm or entree into that conversation because there are kids who are questioning their sexuality or their gender or feeling different and it's awesome to have that kind of a star at that level with that influence to potentially have these conversations not conversations with these kids but just to have like to look up to or to know i know that when i was younger there was nobody you know that i looked up to that was gay that was a celebrity because, but it's just nice to see the culture changing. So I'm glad that JoJo Siwa felt, you know, comfortable enough to do that and to, and to, you know, stand up for herself and not really care. So tens to you. All right, yeah, child. But I need to figure out what she's saying because <laughs> I saw her on something with like the Kardashians. Right. It was I think it was North's birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. All right, now. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us this week for Category Is. We hope to see you guys next week for another great show. All right, stay safe. 
All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to Category Is. Be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all things social media at Category Is Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can contact us at CategoryIsPod at gmail.com. Check us out on the web at CategoryIsPod.com. <laughs>